People of Podcast Land, welcome to another episode of Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I am your co-host, Benjamin. Sitting across from me is Heather. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. That was a bright and shiny welcome. <laughs> well, I like to get things started off right. You know, have some positive energy. Oh. Okay. So, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, I thought we could sort of do a little, a little change-a-roo. So, instead of... Me boring you with <laughs> stuff about cars that no one really cares about. I was going to say delving into the deep recesses of your brain. But, yes, instead of that, I thought maybe we could look at a little historical fact about cars. Cool. Are we, does this mean we're going to talk about, like, muscle cars and horsepower and... Oh, 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 oh that's a Tim Taylor reference. Sorry about that. Copyrighted. <laughs> no. I want to talk about, ultimately, Bertha Benz, who is kind of turning into one of my heroes. She, she, she very well should be a lot of your uh, listeners' heroes. She is a wonderful piece of historical uh, personage. Fanciness. <laughs> she was a little bit fancy. But before we can get to Bertha, we're going to have to go, you know, way, way back. How? Way, way back. Like how far back? Well, so if we're talking about how cars are invented, and that's kind of where Bertha fits into this, we got to start with the wheel. Now, when do you think the wheel was invented? Uh, I think it was, wasn't it like 15 million uh, BC or something like that? The guy had the chisel and the, and the hammer. And Are you thinking of that comic? Yeah, yeah, BC, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not quite. You went, you went too far way back. So the wheel was actually invented around 3500 BCE. B okay. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we know this? Magic? No, I think, <laughs> okay. you know, just this is what the historians tell me. I don't know. I am not that old. So it, it, just with the, the artifacts that they're finding and okay. the, the so, carbon dating stuff, all of that, they can figure out that roughly... So somebody found a wheel, probably carbon dated it, and this is like the old, oldest wheel known to man. So they're thinking, all right, here's, here's ground zero for uh, wheeldom. And then probably watched as the, the wheels became more efficient, okay, yeah, probably that, not big, huge rocks, things like that. That makes sense. Okay. So then, then the next kind of big thing for the um, car, what would become the car industry, the ancient Greek philosophers. So they kind of figured out, oh, we got this wheel. Let me mount it on an axle and then we can have two wheels and we can kind of put a cart on top of that. Right. And so we get a little bit, a little bit better motorized, well, it's not motorized, but a better mechanism for, for the wheels. So everything at this point is still either human or animal like powered. So horse. Power. I gotcha. Okay. okay. That's going to go for a while. So then, you know, um, they started to figure out, hey, so these carts, we got our wheels. Things are pretty cool. Until we're trying to go visit, you know, our friends down in the next town. And we've got a lot of rocks to go over. There's trees in the way. It's really, really hard to kind of pull this stuff over. Roads? Where we are going, we don't need roads. Yes, yes. 
Okay, nice, nice Back to the Future reference. Anyway, so... It's gear related, isn't it? Yes, well, it is. <laughs> so those early Romans kind of figured out, hey, let's make some roads. It's going to make that easier, which was really good. Life kind of went on. People, you know, made all kinds of different types of carts and trying to do these things. But in 1335, whew, a man who, uh, he was Dutch... His name was Guido von Vigavano. Guido von Vigavano. Isn't that fun to say? That is fun to say. I Wait, how many, uh, like, I know Dutch are really, um, they really like their double uh, vowels. Has he got double vowels in his name? No, not in this one that I could find. Well, that's too bad. So he drew up some plans for what he called a wind wagon. Probably a windwagen. Windwagen, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the plans, when you look at them, they had three key parts. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just going to stop you. Please tell me he was designing this to transport pastries. He probably was. I mean, that seems totally feasible. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to hope with that. Are you hungry right now? Is that? For pastries, always. <laughs> okay. So it had three key parts in these plans. And these things are still found in more modern cars, which is kind of cool. So it had these spinning windmill sails. That would be like the engine. Okay, okay. So the wind would catch it. Had a set of wheels. It's like a fan belt. Oh, I forgot to also tell oh. you that those ancient Greek philosophers, not only did they figure out how to mount the wheel on axle, but they figured out how to use gears to just use a little, get a little bit more power going on there. So, Transmission. Right. Very so, good. So it's got this these spinning windmill sails. It's got a set of wheels. And then it's got the gears so that you can kind of transfer the power from the sails to the wheels. And get going. Okay, I can. I think I'm picturing this. Uh, not, not a huge success. <laughs> the first ones never are. I feel like if you have a not so windy day, your your kite is real sad, and also your wind wagon is really. Sad. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to picture your windwagen uh, going down the road on a on a really <laughs> windy day. <laughs> so, now wait a second. Did, I, do you know if they had brakes? No idea. I I think at that point there probably were some type of it doesn't it doesn't delineate breaks in the, in the plans it's probably just like his his cousin had to like put his feet on the ground like and drag it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fast forward a little bit to the renaissance in the 15th century okay who's our big <laughs> renaissance guy mr da vinci leonardo, leonardo. Mm-hmm. this is so cool and you can still go to the italy's institute and museum of the history of science that is in Florence, and you can see his original sketches, and they've made little um, models of this oh, car. That's, he that's made a cool. Yeah, he made a little clockwork car. So uh, it, I've, it. I've actually heard about this one. Yeah, it was powered by springs, and so the springs would drive the wheels through all of these interlocking gears, and and it would go. Yeah, he called it a Rolex. <laughs> he did not call it. A Rolex. <laughs> but this one did. It had some, um, like, programmable steering. I don't know how he programmed it. It was, um, it was supposed to operate just by itself. Um, could travel for about 40 meters. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like he designed. He also designed the first self-parking car. Well, it did have a brake to it. Well, I'm thinking it was with not that self-propping though. That that steering is just like what we got in our modern day cars with parallel parking because no no one knows how to do that anymore. We have to make the car do it. Right, <laughs> right. 
So it's kind of cool. So if you needed to move a big load from one, from your barn to your house, you know, maybe your whatever, your corn or whatever, you could use this self-propelled little thing. Off it goes, 40 meters, you pull a rope, the brake comes off and you're done. Obviously not a big hit. We don't <laughs> see a lot of these anymore either. Um, yeah. So what, what kind of gear gap are we talking between uh... Uh, Vin, the Vinwagen and the and the um, cog, Maybe cog like wheel. Maybe like 100, 150 years. Okay. Yeah, All 15th right. century. So then 1700s came along, and then we get that steam engine. And that really kind of starts to fast forward some of this stuff. Sure. Of course, because this is what people do, we get one cool thing, and we try to use, try to figure out how to utilize it you know, make it smaller, make it bigger, make it faster, make it better. So they're trying to make it small enough to fit into kind of more of a smaller automobile kind of a thing. The horseless carriage, horseless as it were. Carriage. When we're using that steam engine, we need some fuel for it. Sure. What was the first fuel? For a steam engine, I'm going to go with coal. Very good. Ding, ding, ding. Very, All right. Very good. So they used coal, and then coal is just, I can't even imagine trying to, I mean, I, I see the little steam-powered locomotives, you know, the guy has got the shovel, and he's sure. shoveling the coal in there. I don't know how that's really going to work in a car. Then they figured out gasoline, which is good. This was back when the, uh, the, the guys were, they were driving these things, had to wear these goggles and everything, <sighs> and scarves over their faces, because oh, they, yeah. they would just get covered in soot. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, and it's super dangerous, probably, <laughs> like eye protection. So now, now let's come into the 1800s, so right. late 1800s. And, and of course, most of the rest of this story takes place in the beautiful Schoen, Germany. Yeah. Ah, Deutschland. Ah. Liebe, liebe Deutschland. Mm-hmm. We've got a guy, his name's Nicholas Otto, O-T-T-O, Oh, so it's not. If you're wondering. It should have been A U T O. That would Wouldn't be that way have cooler. been serendipitous? But it was not. So this guy is a traveling grocery salesman. Okay. Okay. So he was Instacart back in the day. Maybe he had some Dutch pastries. He probably did not, but that was a, maybe had Kuchen, something like that. So he was uh, this traveling grocery salesman. But what he really loved was engineering, so he kind of taught himself that. And he came up, you know, he tinkered around with stuff and did some stuff. And finally, in 1876, he comes up with this, like, very efficient gasoline-powered engine, which works by repeating a four-series Strokes. Yep. Yeah, this is, that you're talking about our internal combustion engine. Wasn't called that at first. At that point, it was more called like the compressed compressed charge internal combustion engine. But now it turns it, it, it. He opened the door. This was we're talking the four stroke engine, not the two stroke engine. No nope, four right? stroke okay. sequence. Yep. And so, which is kind of cool because you know, just about every engine has used this same process. Still which, use it today. Good job, Nicholas. Now we come to our our friend uh, Carl Benz. Ah, this would be the namesake behind Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes correct? Mercedes-Benz, yes. Okay. So this is the guy who gets credited with building the first actual car. Okay. Okay. 
So we got to go back a little bit, though, because, yeah, Carl's pretty cool. But who's really, really cool in this story is who he marries. So we've got Bertha, and we finally come to her, and she's pretty awesome. She just had a birthday recently, if I remember correctly. Uh, she may have, yes. I think Mercedes-Benz has a whole thing on their website, which is really cool on their history part of this. She was born in 1849. Her father was actually, you know, he wasn't super well off when he started his life, but he became a very successful carpenter. And so she was pretty high born. Um, she was really like techie though. She loved to listen to her dad talk about how things worked, the locomotive engine, like any of that, she would just suck it up. So she went into, of course, some big fancy school that they put all the girls in. Um, and her favorite lessons were all the natural science things. She didn't really give a fig about the other stuff, but she met Carl and they, uh, they met on a train in 1869. They got to, ch they got to chatting. Now this guy is penniless at this point. He's an engineer. He's a really good inventor, but he's got no Flat money. broke. So here's this, you know, this very good looking young lady. She's with her mother. And of course they're making polite chatter and he, like you do to a, a well-bred person of stature woman you start talking about horseless carriages well that's what i would do and she just that was it she was sunk so she fell so hard for this uh, guy love at first combustion yes so that was it for them so they got married her father was not like super into this but you know she could probably do that little daughter thing where she twisted around hey dad you had nothing when you first started too it's a good know? point it's a good point that was, that was good. They got married and um, had, you know, they ultimately had five children. The early years were terrible, very, very hard, um, but people didn't really seem to notice his talents at this point. So he actually did uh, draw up this patent for the first motor car. And he did that on... Now, this is the first car with a combustion engine? Is that... Yes, that, that they took that, with the, that the engine four stroke and principle. they put it in a car. Yes. Okay. That was on uh, January 29th, 1886. So that makes him... So for all your trivia out there, people, he is the inventor of the automobile. Carl Benz, write it down. Yep. But nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the way? <laughs> you know, you, you invent some weird thing and nobody cares. So nobody... No one's it. ever going to use this automobile thing. Right. No idea. Bertha was kind of feisty. She didn't like that. You know, of course, now she's got her kids. I think at this point she had three or four of them already. She was trying to figure out a way. She was trying to get him to market this better, trying to figure out, you know, running after three and four children and running a house, but also really trying to sort of boost his confidence and, and help him do this. So it sounds like she's basically the superwoman of the late 1800s. As all women, I think, kind of are when they're running around doing 27 things <laughs> at a time. Yeah. One day, she gets an idea. And she kept it to herself. She didn't really let Carl know what her, her big plans were. She's going to go visit her mother. Now, they live in a little town called Mannheim. 
and her mother lives over by the Black Forest, so it's like 60 to 70 miles away. Okay, so it's not a terrible distance. Not a terrible distance. So she packs her two oldest boys. They're like teenagers, 13, 15, something like that. She packs those two boys up, leaves the other two kids at home, and says, we're going to go visit Grandma. She puts them in the car. Wait, wait. She's taking the car? She's taking the car. Okay. I can see where this is going. Back at that point, there's no gas stations. Yeah, she's going to have to um, bring that with them. No. There's no room. This is like a three-wheeled little cart, basically, with an engine. So she's got no room. She's got to go to the drugstores, like the chemist's shops, and ask for this. And it's, it's not called gasoline. It's called... I'm going to say it wrong. It's Ligroin. Mm-hmm. So she goes to these, these, it's just the, the type of fuel that they were using. Okay. So she has to stop every little bit to get that and refuel it because it only holds like four and a half liters, like <laughs> hardly anything. And so she's, they're, they're going along and I mean, just everything that can go wrong. Wait, I just got to put this go in. Wrong. I got to put this into uh, most of our listeners understanding four and a half liters. That's like. That's like having your gas tank be a gallon and a half. Right. Right. It's hardly anything. And, and this, uh, I think it, the car only had like two gears. So hills were a no-go. <laughs> and that's what the boys were for. She had them push the car up the hills. At one point, the fuel line got clogged up. So she whips a hairpin out, clears it out. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Impressive. She had to use her garter belt for, like, an insulation she, material. She's a human tool chest. <laughs> she is. She's fabulous. And at one point, the brakes were made of wooden block. She's... The, the wooden blocks are wearing out, and they're not being able to be used very much. And so she gets a brilliant plan. So she goes into a little town, and she meets with a cobbler, and he makes little leather pads. The first brake pad. The first brake pad. I know. And it's made out of leather. Made out of leather. Okay. Do you think we'd do better? Well, <laughs> let's see. Today's brakes are uh, semi-metallic or ceramic, but hey, hey leather might whatever. work. So it took her the whole day to get there. And she sends Carl a telegram and says, you know, I, I imagine. I stole your car. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey. Love you. Um, this happened. And so <laughs> when she got home... She then presents Carl with sort of a list of suggestions for improvement, which he then did, like adding gear so it could go up hills and, you know, fixing the brakes and all of these other improvements and made this very successful um, car, like four-wheeled car. And her traveling to go to the Black Forest became such like a media, I mean, for 1888, sensation. It got so much notice that they became very successful and off they went. And he became the most successful and leading uh, car maker in the world by the early 20th century, start of the 20th century. And as we all know, the uh, that story is still continuing on in Mercedes-Benz land. Uh, so was the uh, the title of that or that the, that first car that uh, Carl made was that the C class? The C class? Are you being funny? Yeah. I'm, uh, okay, good because I feel like it would be the pre A class. He just it just says motor car. So it's kind of cool. They've got they've just you know they've put up statues celebrating her. She had just she was just very interesting. 
and they've now made a whole historical trail so you can actually follow you don't and have drive the trail that she drove you don't have to take the car that she drove though right <laughs> well you could i think that would be that would be fancy i'm not pushing you <laughs> no we, we definitely have to um maybe find some leather brake pads and some more horsepower for that trip you've got some old boots we could use <laughs> yeah well that is a that is a really fantastic story uh i i just love that it's it's it, it, it it's you have that cliche where it's the woman behind the man but this woman she was she, she took the ropes and just went with it what an amazing person yeah i don't think she was really so much behind him exactly as, as beside right him in front really, of him you know well, yeah i mean <laughs> leading the charge pretty cool pretty cool lady that's an impressive woman that yeah well heather thank you so much for sharing that bit of historical awesomeness yeah uh and i think that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast of gear related thank you all for listening it was amazing to have you all and again Tweet us if any of your car questions or historical car questions or questions about anything. It's at Schoen Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. We'll see, we'll see you next time.